1: Hey everyone, I want to tell you all about our sponsor, Whoop. Life can be stressful. We're all impacted by stress differently though. From what we do at work, how we train, and our lives at home, we're constantly exerting ourselves. And oftentimes, we only think about what we do to stay fit and how we eat, but we overlook the importance of sleep in all of this. Tomorrow's best work though is done by night, and our sponsor, Whoop, is a fitness tracker strap with an incredible app that helps monitor your sleep. WHOOP provides the personalized insights to make smarter performance habits from your sleep. WHOOP tracks all things sleep, from your sleep cycles, stages, disturbances, and efficiency. Based on how strenuous your day is, WHOOP will provide suggested sleep times so your body is able to get the rest it needs to recover. WHOOP also automatically tracks workouts so you can focus on your training. Whoop has a built-in app that's amazing, and it has this cool feature that allows you to track your strain from training in real time, monitor your calories burned, heart rate, and what zone your heart is in. The Whoop Strap 3.0 has five-day battery life and on-the-go charging so you never need to take it off, and it's even waterproof. You can also sync your heart rate to compatible treadmills, bikes, and rowers, and the Whoop membership service provides a fitness tracker for free and gives members access to their app which provides personalized insight into recovery, strain, and sleep. If you're looking to be smarter about how you sleep, recover, and train so you can be at your best, you have to get Whoop. Whoop is offering 15% off to our audience when you go to whoop com and use the code i t at checkout that's w h o o p dot com and use the code i t at checkout to save 15 percent off your order unlock your best self today with whoop all right guys try this one out take care and be legendary
2: you're listening to impact theory
1: impact theory impact theory
2: impact theory impact
1: baby Hey everybody, welcome to Impact Theory. With everything going on in the world right now, we all need to make sure that we're taking the time to prioritize our own self-care. So on this special episode of Impact Theory, we've gathered self-care tips from some of our incredible guests to help you guys incorporate these practices into your own life. So get ready to prioritize you with our first guest, the one and only Les Brown.
3: The easiest thing I've done was to get out from under the labels and to live the life that I live. The most difficult thing I've ever done was to believe that I can do it. What's the difference? Uh, the difference is that when you don't know what's impacting you, and it's, it's something that that's holding you down and you're not aware of it. Uh, the great anthropologist, Margaret Mead was in a restaurant in London. and and. A guy was serving her and said, there's several Americans here tonight. And she said, is that right? Yeah, so let me know when you serve them dessert. I'll tell you exactly how many are here. He said, oh, you couldn't possibly. And so he came back and said, okay, I've done it. And she got up and she walked around and she came back and she said, there are around 25 here. And he looked at the roster. How did you know that? Say in America, We eat differently from you when we eat a dessert. You eat it from the crust toward the tip. We eat it from the tip toward the crust. When you eat a slice of pie, how do you eat yours? Uh, Definitely, yeah, from the the tip back to the crust, for sure. Yeah, okay. And so so there are things that when you, in in my situation, you live in a dominant culture that is designed to destroy your sense of self and your belief in yourself and and you have to learn ways in which you can begin to connect with this power that you have within yourself to handle where you are. The key is to be constantly in a perpetual process of discovering the truth of who you are and fighting constantly to look for ways in which you can escape the inner conversation. I speak to audiences around the world and I I train speakers as well and I, I tell them that when you speak that there's, a, there's an objective that you want to achieve when you speak to an audience, because how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. So you as a speaker, when you speak in this program, when people see you, what you do is distract, dispute, and inspire. You distract people from their current story with your guests and the questions that you ask through the process of the ongoing questioning and the way in which they respond and the things they have learned you dismantle their current belief system and inspire them to to create a new chapter with their lives and so but that's an ongoing process of, of constantly interrupting that conversation, what psychologists call your self-explanatory style, because life is, is gonna beat up on you in so many ways, and many things, they come back. You know, Negative thoughts and, and how you feel about yourself, they don't die, they, they come back once you stop doing the maintenance work on your mind.
1: So, why is movement specifically so important to mental well being?
2: I almost don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, you can start with the data. If you just look at the data around the world, every country you can imagine that it has been studied in, every age group, every health status, every gender, every socioeconomic status, people who are more physically active are happier they have better relationships, they have more meaning in life, they're less at risk for things like depression and loneliness. If you go further than just sort of that kind of epidemiology and you look at how movement affects the brain and how movement affects mental health, it's as if humans were born to move and when we are physically active, it puts us in a state of not just body but of mind to be the best version of ourselves. You know, everything from the neurochemistry of the runner's high, which makes us um, enjoy cooperating with other people more and gives us hope and optimism, all the way to how if you are regularly active, you have a different brain and nervous system than people who don't exercise. You have a, a brain and a nervous system that are more sensitive to pleasure and more resilient to stress. I could literally just talk for the next hour listing the many ways, but I think that the biggest takeaway is that that human beings as individuals and as a species, we thrive when we are active, that, that our brains aren't just housed in bodies, like it's a suitcase that's carrying our brains around. Our brains really work best when we are in bodies that are active.
1: You actually talk about in the book how it's quite possible that the very reason we developed large brains was to move. Give us some of the science behind that. One thing that I found in my own life was once I could understand the biological mechanisms, once I knew why things were the way that they were, it became easier not to be a slave to it, that then I sort of understood my sense of agency within the meat suit, as it were. (laughs) Um, So where does the hypothesis that our brains were created to move us come from?
2: Yeah, this is, I mean, this is an idea that I, I feel like you can't even explain it. This is an idea that if you look at the the structure and the function of the brain, everything that humans do other than think is a form of movement. You know, communicating, language, emotion expressions, um, labor, finding food, celebration, procreation, it's all a physical action and, and the idea is basically other than think and ruminate and plan, that's, you know, that there is no other reason to have a brain except to interact with the world. And even like thinking is subservient to our ability to engage with the world. And so basically we have a brain that scaffolds every type of interaction we have with the world, which is movement. And uh, I think it's it's not even like a fancy idea, it's, it that just is true.
1: Some of the things you talk about in the book in terms of the consequences of, of the way that we're interacting with our digital devices, it's, um, if you're right about the cause, it's pretty terrifying. And I, I don't think anyone's going to argue the sort of realities about mental health issues, about attempted or hospitalizations due to attempted suicide. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy.
4: Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, I think it's getting stark that having this thing as a constant companion, it's not good for us. And what's important about this to understand is that it's also not fundamental. So this behavior of constantly looking at the phone, it's not intrinsic to this technology. In fact, we had both social media and smartphones for years before it became normal to look at your phone all the time. The reason we do that, and this is the behavior that's causing all these issues, the reason we do that is that around the point when the major social media platforms were preparing for their IPOs, they completely re-engineered the social media experience. So instead of it being about posting and reading your friend's post, it became about this steady incoming stream of social approval indicators, like likes and retweets and photo tags and comments. And so now you had a reason to keep going back to the phone because every time you hit this, there might be another reward there, another indication of social approval. None of that was in the original social media model, but they added it because it changed it from something you checked every once in a while something that you checked all the time, and it was really hard to resist. And then that changed our entire relationship with these devices. And so now we think about something we look at all the time. It sort of trained us to to think of it like this constant companion that we always need to be looking at in every downtime. But that's very recent, uh, and it's very contrived, and it's causing a lot of trouble.
1: So how do we begin to carve out that space for solitude? Are there things that we can do? I know you've talked about walking. Like what are some things that people can do to train themselves? Because obviously now most people are in a, a very, like you said, Pavlovian uh, response cycle where it's not going to happen by accident for them to stop. So how do they break out of that and what can they do to reintroduce solitude?
4: Well, just for the issue of solitude, it's pretty easy to get it back. All you have to do is, on a regular basis, do something without your phone. You basically go back to about 10 years ago. Not all the time, but just occasionally, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe when you walk the dog at some point, like, I'm not gonna bring my phone, you're going to the drugstore. I'm not gonna bring my phone. Like, just have some activity you do most days without your phone, even if it's 20 minutes. There, you're already getting little doses of solitude. You're breaking the solitude, complete solitude deprivation syndrome.
1: One thing that I see in your story that I think is really powerful, and I want, really want to like take a second mm-hmm. to drill down into it, is you're way intense. And you've said that, you know, one thing I have to remind myself every night, we'll talk about feminine and masculine energy um, a little bit later, but you have to remind yourself to soften back up at mm. the end of the night. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's so interesting. So you've got this, I really like the titles, I really want to go after it, I'm way intense, I want to win, I'm all in. Getting in that kind of shape is brutally difficult, mm-hmm. but then at the same time you can balance it with the playfulness and it's not all about that. How have you learned to strike that balance and, and maybe more importantly, how do you teach other people to do that?
5: Mm. I've learned if I don't <laughs> learn to strike that balance, that when I go too extreme in either one, um, I'm, not, I, I'm not happy. I feel very uh, scattered, I feel frantic, I feel crazy. So I think that for me, when I start feeling a little bit chaotic, so for me it shows up in a very, um, like grasping for straws, things aren't happening, like I'm running into a wall. Like the feeling of banging your head against a wall, that's what it feels like for me. Um, And I know a lot of people can relate to that, and I think especially a lot of people in fitness might get into it to kind of like, maybe they're anxious or it calms their nerves, because I think I run really on the anxious side. So for me, if I don't learn how to control that, I'll go to the extreme of something. Um, So it's a must for me, I actually think it's a must for everyone to kind of find uh, how to dance in the different uh, categories of your life because we're not just one thing and when we go all in on one thing, we're severely neglecting the other parts of us, which makes for an empty human, you know, which makes for someone who doesn't feel who never feels full. So I have to remember that there's so many parts of me that I need to make sure that I'm fulfilling. For me, play is so important. And and when I was first, um, when I was first building my business and when I was really getting into the fitness world, I neglected play and I neglected. I'm like, I love being a weirdo. I love being a goofball. I love being funny. And I thought that I had to suppress that side of me in order to win, in order to be successful. You know, school was uh, college was frowned upon and like a really restrictive religion. Um, so for me, I think that. In order to win and be successful, I thought that I had to just shut down the goofy. I had to be a certain way. I had to just drive so hard. And what happened is the driving got me somewhere. It Drive, 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 do it, do it. And you know, the voice in my head was like, um, it was very like a hardcore coach, which would get me somewhere, but there was no joy along the way. So every time I'd wind up somewhere, I was like, well, I thought this would be way better than when I, than when I'm actually here and and that wasn't even fun was it even worth it and now it's never enough it's like never enough and I just felt so empty as well because this part of me that I love I loved that side of me I loved the silly goofy side it's like that's when I really that feeling of really liking yourself and feeling um alive that's when I feel most connected to people and I that was another moment of okay I really think that all of my power might be in the complete vulnerability and when i started sharing my story more of you know i still have anxiety like literally when i sat in this chair i was like oh dang. If
1: you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all US e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
5: Um, I still have massive anxiety. I'm like a, a massive weirdo. I, it, when I started sharing those things, it was the people just came flooding in because they can see you. Like they can finally see who you are.
1: What is up Impactivist? Hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and then we'll get right back to it. Remember, our sponsors are all hand chosen. We love these guys and think that they have something incredibly valuable to offer. So be sure to give a listen. A lot of these guys are doing special offers just for you. Hey everyone, there is no way to build an empowering mindset or get ahead in business without constantly learning and accessing new information. And today I want to share my secret weapon in the battle to learn new things and get ahead. For all of you who are ambitious and busy, it is almost impossible to find enough free time to sit down and just read, at least for anything like me. So thankfully, there is a practical app that solves that problem, and I highly recommend it. The app is called Blinkist. Blinkist condenses powerful nonfiction books into bite-sized, text or audio, you get the key takeaways, the need to know information, if you will, from the world's best nonfiction books in 15 minutes. You can read or listen to the 15 minute encapsulations and start putting what you learn into practice right away. This really allows you to focus on getting the skills that will actually allow you to execute on what you're learning. Blinkist works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser, so it is accessible anywhere you are. And Right now, 12 million people are using Blinkist, and it has a massive and ever-growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestseller list, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you've always wanted to read but never had the time. Two books from their library that I've listened to and highly recommend are Start With Why by Simon Sinek and The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist also has a special offer just for our audience. So go to Blinkist.com.com. Impact, you get to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's blinkist spelled B L I N K I S T dot com slash impact to start your free seven day trial. And again, you're going to receive 25% off if you get the subscription, but only if you sign up at blinkist dot com slash impact right now. Right, guys, learning is critical. Get after this one. Take care and be legendary. Hey everybody, I wanna talk to you about mental health. If there's something that you feel like is holding you back or presenting you from achieving your goals or even just interfering with your happiness, I want you to know that there's something you can do about it. So if you're suffering from depression or anxiety, as a lot of you guys know, I struggled with that for years and trying to tackle something like that by yourself is not always the best. But a lot of people feel super nervous about therapy or they just don't know where to start. And so I wanna talk to you about better help. BetterHelp makes therapy more accessible and affordable. BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online using your computer, your tablet, your mobile phone. It works through video calls, phone calls, or even text messaging with licensed therapists who are certified by their state's board to provide therapy and counseling. This is not self-help. It's not a crisis line, BetterHelp is an online service available worldwide, and it has a massive network of counselors who have a broad and diverse range of specialties. So you can get a counselor with the sort of expertise that might not be available to you locally. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with a licensed professional therapist within 24 hours. You can log into your account anytime to message your counselor. BetterHelp also has group in our sessions every week where members can learn in groups directly from licensed counselors on multiple topics, things like relationships and ways to overcome anxiety and all kinds of useful topics. Especially if the thought of seeking help makes you nervous, be sure to check out over 60,000 positive reviews posted on the BetterHelp site, and just for maximum clarity, that's BetterHelp, and help is spelled H-E-L-P. BetterHelp is committed to making it easy for you to access the therapeutic help you need, even if you have never gone to counseling before. It's free to switch therapists, it's more affordable than local therapy, and they even have financial aid available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com impacttheory. Again, it's betterhelp.com and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp costs just $65 per week and financial aid is available for those who qualify during the sign up process. As an Impact Theory listener, you get 10% off your first month. So visit betterhelp.com/impacttheory and get the help you need today. Guys, you've got to take your mental health seriously. I know firsthand. If you need it, give this one a shot. Take care and be legendary. Why are you so good at relationships? Like, what are a few of the things that make you bond with people as quickly
6: as you do? Oof. Um, I was come back to, my, there must be an intention there. So the intention, where did the intention come from? So the intention for me came from, you know, when I was on my deathbed, and in, you know, two times in my life I thought I was gonna die. Um, and the one that gave me the greatest gift was the did I love part, of did I live, did I love, did I matter? I saw scenes of my life, when I thought I was gonna die, I saw scenes of my life when I was surrounded by the people that I loved. And my instant feeling was, I'm gonna miss them, and they're gonna miss me, and I'm dying, and that's so sad. And that was as important as, did I live my life or did I make a difference? It was like, I'm so sad. And I got that as a 19-year-old kid. Like, a breakup of a relationship sent me into suicide. That realization was like, oh my God, at the end, all you're going to wonder is about your family and your friends and people you loved and all, they're going to miss you. So I got early that that one of the objectives of this game has to be deep relationships. Because you're gonna see scenes of your life surrounded by people you love at the very end. And I'm like, so live your life so it's this epic, beautiful movie. And so I think that was where the intention came from, was I just wanted to have great relationships. Um, The second is, I'm so good at recognizing how awesome people are, you know? I just, I have a talent finding capability of just goodness. Like, I, you know it, you've been in my world. I don't attract assholes. Like, they're nowhere, I'm too annoying. I'm too happy for them. There's too much positive psychology happening. So the assholes are like, I don't like that guy. They don't come to my seminars, they don't buy my stuff. I repel all the jerks. And I'm super lucky by that. I don't know if it's the way I look or the way that I talk. I think the other aspect is, um, all I want to do, and what I realized early on from reading personal development books, is your life creates a ripple. And so I'm always trying to realize that maybe I can make somebody smile today, and now when they go home, they're nicer to the kid. That's a real thing. And so I treat people with that recognition because I don't know if you ever. Sometimes when tr- someone treats you bad, it really does mess up the rest of your day. And I had people beat me when I was a kid. I got in fights when I was a kid. I was in martial arts most of my life. So I, I've just had like, super violent things happen in my life. I've had a, a lot of drama um, with relationships early in my life. And I, I'm talking like pre-20s. And I just wanted to be the positive ripple. And I
7: picked a path that you know a lot of people pick. I, drank, hooked up. Um, I didn't really even go that far. I just wrote about it. The only reason people know me about this is just because I wrote about it in a funny way, Um, and then it kind of took off and it led me to success, and then I kind of went a little excess. But if you ask me at 26, I'm like, no, 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 my parents, you know, they were fine. Everything's great. I'm perfectly happy. Are you kidding? Everything's wonderful. It's not true, It wasn't true. And I just never thought about my emotions. I had never really connected with them. I had never really, I just had never really had those conversations with myself um, or with anybody else really. And so part of therapy was understanding, first recognizing the pain was there. Then it was accepting that it actually existed, right? Um, which is hard. Like you think, well, if you recognize it, you accept it. But no, 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 no. Like I was in denial for a long. Oh well. I'm not you know the, all the stories like uh, you tell yourself, oh well, but other people have it worse they do doesn't mean like that my stuff doesn't deeply impact me or you know it wasn't that bad it may not have been it doesn't mean it's not having an impact on me all those sort of that sort of stuff so I then had to accept all this then I had to give myself space to really investigate like okay like what am I feeling like so really kind of connecting my thoughts to my emotions um, which sounds like really basic and I don't know. I I it, it just wasn't there. I think most people aren't. Um, what did that process but, look like? This is so
1: useful. Right. And I don't know if you have a sense that that this is so unique to you, it'd never be beneficial. But like, I get this question over and over and over. Right. Like, no, I'm happy to talk about this. don't know how to become this.
7: aware yeah. of what they're going through. No, I'll talk about it. If you if you're if you yeah, listen, please. I'll talk about it. Um, all right. So uh, I mean, all I can do is tell you what I did. Right. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, here's the eight ways to do it, and I don't know. I I only know my path. So for me, like, that's why I picked psychoanalysis, because it's, it's intense. You're going four days a week for an hour a day, right? So for four years I did this. And what you're doing when you go is, it's not like, it's not, a good analyst, and I had a pretty good analyst, is very, um, it's kind of like the classic you know um, uh, image of like you know laying on the sofa and the analyst is kind of behind you. It's like that. It's mainly you're talking and then about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and then they essentially do their best to present basically a mirror to you, right So they ask questions or they point things out um, they never like say, "Oh well, you're doing this wrong?" almost never give advice. they never um tell you what's right or wrong. They're definitely not judgmental. Uh, It's very accepting. It's very, like they care. It's very caring, but it's also like very reflective.
0: I had a really good friend of mine. I went to lunch and he said, I don't know who this guy is here in front of me. And he goes, let me ask you a question, honestly. Right now, what are you grateful for? And at the lunch I said, jack shit, nothing, brother. There's nothing good in my life right now. And I'm not exaggerating this to you when I tell you this, and this is a factual story. As I'm mouthing these words, two people walked in with an older man. Both of them clearly were fighting cancer somehow. Both had lost their hair, one of the ladies had a bonnet on, and they were barely moving in. Both walked by our table and gave me the most warm greeting, the warmest smile as a stranger. And he goes, that's pretty freaking pathetic. You can't find anything in your life to be grateful for right now. And on the drive home, I'm not kidding you, I started to stack gratitude. I started to take inventory. Because if you can find things to be grateful for in that space, man is your life gonna be rich when there really are external things to be grateful for. So my first mechanism out of that space was honestly to stack the things I was grateful for and I started reinforcing it over and over and over again and what happens is, there's this reticular activating system in our brains, right? And all of a sudden, because that's the messaging I was giving myself, all of a sudden, all these things start to come into my awareness that I'm grateful for. I start to magnetize to myself some people that I needed to find into my life, and that was the next layer. I started to see things to be grateful for, my health, my fitness, people who loved me. And what it did it changed my state. When I stacked gratitude, I changed what I did in the morning, and I changed what I did in the evening. And so somehow by grabbing control of my morning and by grabbing control of my evening, I got some measure of control over the middle of my day. I was an out of control person back in those days, meaning this, I woke up, worried, stressed, fearful, and I immediately start thinking about a bill I had to pay, something that was wrong, and I'm in a state of reaction to begin every, I'm talking within six minutes of waking up, six seconds. Most people listening to this, that's what they do. I said, I gotta grab control of my morning and I set up routines in my morning Maybe they served me, maybe they didn't, but they were things I could deliver on doing for myself. And so not only did that give me control over the day, but I started to stack my self-confidence too.
1: How in the depths of your despair did you become okay with trying something that you knew might fail? Like, how did you build yourself back up? You know, the the daily practice, was that the the answer? Like. You In your book, choose yourself, you do this extraordinary walkthrough of a kid reaches out to you and he's like at that place where he's just on the floor. there's no getting up there's there's even you said even asking him to floss a single tooth would have been asking too much and how do you build back from that? How did you build back from that?
8: Yeah, so I mean, it's happened more than once to me. Sometimes I would do things right and I'd get back up and I'd be disciplined and and You know, I would find opportunities and some success again and then lose it again, lose everything to zero uh, after making millions again. And I, and I, I remember one time I had built and sold a second company, or maybe this was the third company, and I was lying in a hammock and I realized I just had lost everything again. And... The hammock was in between these two houses I had bought on this nice piece of property overlooking the Hudson River, and it was raining, and I just didn't feel like getting up. It was just, where was I going to go? I had no nothing to do, nothing going on, nothing to hope for, and I was just like, what? Why did this happen again? And uh, I started to just, bit by bit, piece it together. Like, Where did I feel pleasure on the way up in such a way that, oh, if I keep doing this, if I keep hitting the accelerator on this activity, good things will happen. And that's what I call in the in Choose Yourself, I call it this daily practice that now, just every day, I make sure I, I factor in these four things. I'll say the four things, but then I'll say how from the beginning you can do it. So the four things that I started doing, and again, this is just me, I mean, it might work for others, might not, am I, am I getting a little better in terms of physical health? Now as you age, you, your physical health, changes, is different, but I'm at least attempting to understand and essentially eat, move, sleep better every day. Um, Emotional health. You know, so many times I thought, I have a business opportunity with this guy. Not such a great person. I could see there's some toxicity around him, but this opportunity seems really huge, so I better ignore the bad sides of this person and focus on the opportunity. That, those situations never, like zero of those situations worked out. And so, so you know, I every day I think, am I eliminating toxic people from my life and focusing on positive people who I love and want to support, and they love and want to support me? And then every day you could tweak that like a bonsai tree. There's always people moving in and out of your life, and you could always tweak it. And uh, so that's emotional health. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed learning how these amazing
1: individuals use self-care practices to help them create the best versions of themselves. And now my hope is that you guys will be able to prioritize your own needs and help you achieve the same kind of extraordinary success. You need to take care of you. Please don't forget that. Thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.